Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. It's a very special one, if I could say that, because Scotty and I are actually in the same room. Scotty, how are you? Yeah, good yourself. Does this happen two, maybe three times a year? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, unfortunately, it's happened after... Um, it's happened after one of our biggest losses, or one of our worst, or the worst loss of the season, going down to Melbourne in Melbourne, uh, forty-four points to nil. Can I just say I did predict a forty-plus scoreline last week? This is the podcast. I said Melbourne by forty-plus. Yeah. So if you're looking for your punts, I can might be able to do another <laughs> prediction for Sunday nights a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. Well, look, it was quite a disappointing performance, so we won't dwell too much on it. Um, Shades of last year, to be honest. Yeah, shades of last year with better players, though. That's the sad thing with Burton and stuff. I'm just wondering, are we giving enough ball to Burton? Uh, also, just a weird thing that came to mind, Josh had a car playing with no confidence. How many times can he cut in and not back his speed? He's meant to be the fastest man on the planet, according to Phil Gould. <laughs> and he had an opportunity to go down... Uh, short side and he cuts back in so I don't know if Adokar's got no confidence or he's been told to play the safe option but I thought we got Adokar for his speed and that's so I would have thought that he would back himself I'd rather him back himself get pushed out than cut back in and get tackled yeah well look there was a few changes so we could go through there we had Brent Layden move to the right wing mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a good move Brent Layden mostly played on the right hand side with Penrith mm-hmm. um, good move overall I reckon I'm not sure about the timing though mate mm. Played three whole games with the Leyden and a car combination. It looked like that was the way we wanted to go forward, uh, but only given three weeks to gel and then all of a sudden ripped apart, uh, creating two new partnerships on each wing, uh, mm. and having to start the um, having to start to build those partnerships again. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I didn't mind the shift of Leyden to the right side. I would have thought he would have got a crack at centre and had Burns on the wing. Yeah, because uh, you saw Naden at his best. He set up Charlie Staines a lot last last couple of years, uh, putting him on the platter for Staines. So I thought he might have been a better left to right passer to his winger, outside man. Um, a bit shocked by that. But Avrilo at centre, I'm yeah. very surprised. I think that's a smack in the face to Aaron Shop, who I don't think he's done anything wrong to be out of the side. I think he's probably our best centre. But in saying that, Avrilo's trained all season at number seven. He goes back to reserve grade. Uh, in all reports against Blacktown played a really good game with Kyle Flanagan in the halves then selected at centre that's a bit confusing I'll tell you what I like Avarillo I prefer Avarillo I prefer Avarillo at centre than I do in the halves but you're right it's a bit of a weird way of going about it and yeah over Aaron Shop, I don't think so at the moment I'll mm. tell you what right now I'd have Avarillo on the bench instead of Wakeham or um, Biondiota yeah, instead of those two guys, and he could be the utility player that comes on. I wouldn't mind seeing Avarillo 20 minutes in and around the ruck as well. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be quite interesting out of dummy half. So, yeah, more of the same for last year. So, Scotty, uh, hopefully we can bounce back. But this week, we've got the Penrith Panthers. Mm, it goes from <laughs> tough to tougher. Yeah. Um, impossible to. The only saving grace, I guess, is that we are not at Penrith Park. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're at uh, Combing Stadium this week, and yeah, I don't know if that's going to change much of the result. Maybe yeah. we might be able to get an offside call, maybe go our way and get uh, get a penalty. How they? I don't know. Uh, uh, weather. It's meant to be some rain around, but it's too early sometimes to call. 
yep. that and that might save a bit of the Panthers' flair. Might they might put some in the back pocket and play a more wet style of football. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's it's a pretty good field though. So the runoff's pretty good. Oh, it is. <laughs> we've, yeah, seen, yeah. Oh, we've seen some pretty expansive games in the wet at Combank Stadium. So hopefully the boys can bounce back in some way, shape, or form. Uh, if that's not a win, hopefully that's in the performance stakes, mm-hmm. and and we'll go from there. So Penrith Panthers this Sunday. You and I will be out at the game, of course. Oh yeah, nothing stopping me from going to the game. Uh, despite I think doing, I think. With the weather and maybe the night time being played, uh, I think the Panthers got it by about 30 uh, this week. Um, but the the change this week, what caused the most attra- uh, attraction on our social media posts for a team this Tuesday, yeah. is uh, Kyle Flanagan. There was murmurs around that he might have been named in the side. I was even hearing on Tuesday afternoon that he's going to be named in the squad and be a last-minute call-up. An hour before kickoff, no, but named straight to the number seven. It's caused debates, arguments on NRL three sixty, and it's caused an uh, interesting timing. Is this? Well, I mean, we've been calling for Kyle Flanagan, but these two weeks halfback, two week halfback. Is it just the next two weeks for Kyle Flanagan? He gets yeah. So has he been? I think it was handed a grenade for your birthday, something like that. Paul Paul Kent. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I think the boys on 360 make a good point, right? Mm, If if it's true that he... I find it hard to believe that he... There's reports that he hasn't trained with the first grade team, or let's say the A team in in off-season since midway through last year. Mm. Uh, I find that hard to believe, right? You're sure? Surely a top 30 player in the team gets a run in the off-season with the A-team. And surely those, the A-team, while they need time together on the field in the off-season, that A-team actually gets mixed up and pulled apart and opposes each other mm. as well. And we, we know that the winning teams do that. So f- surely Kyle Flanagan has been given some chance with the A-type, the A-grade team, the, the NRL team, if you want to put it that way, in the off-season. So I find that hard to believe. Um, in saying that, everything else that I was saying pretty much agree with like surely this is not planned if they if they came out maybe the play maybe we're all wrong maybe they're coming out Trent Barrett had this plan all along where Kyle Flanagan was going to play reserve grade for four weeks he's going to build up his confidence and then after that we're going to put him back in the team he's going to be the halfback for the rest of the year and how good is that going to be but why would you play that for the comeback game to be against Penrith uh, and I think the only way this actually makes sense is if that was the plan right hmm uh, Why it, would you pick your third halfback in five games? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't think Trent Barrett's fought that far ahead. I think Trent Barrett's hit the panic stations. I actually think it shows that if conversations haven't already been had with, had with Trent Barrett about performance need to be better because I don't think the Bulldogs will have an issue paying him out if you know it does go down our path. And like we said yeah. before, we don't support someone losing their job, yeah. um, but we also also support someone, you know, you you got to have your opinion on the coach. Is this his final, uh, you know, little card he could play and saying, this was my plan all along. You don't play three halfbacks. You kind of feel sorry for Wakeham as well. You know, you can't just give someone two games at halfback, at, especially yeah. at the Bulldogs, and actually played pretty well week one. And then no one played well last week. That's why we're not giving the points for Bulldogs with Storm. Yeah. Because you couldn't even name a player who actually did well, something we decent. We haven't even got to that yet. So. Yeah, or we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah, but you couldn't. So is Wakeham 
fairly to be cut from halfback. I know he's well, well, listed Av- on the bench. I've only got three games, and Wakey's got two. No, no, I've only got two. two. two so yeah. Has, yeah. has flooding in got two games. I'll tell you what, though. Interesting, from what I've seen on social media, um, it's almost unanimous, unanimous support for the selection of Kyle Flanagan. It is. That's what, but I don't know if it's a popularity one mm. from Trent Barrett. Like, you know, he gets the fans back on side by picking Flanagan. Because everyone, well, not everyone, but a big majority of our followers have been saying since round one, Flanagan should have been picked with Burton. And this is... If Flanagan's going to shine, he's going to shine with Burton. Yeah. Because we finally got a 5-8. And then though them two will complement each other a lot more than any other halves pairing, but I don't know if Trent Barrett trying to make the popular decision to take see if he can take some heat off him, but he set him up to fail. If that's true, if he, if he's not training the A team, I'm just thinking, just thinking Cronulla for a second. Don't tell me Trindle hasn't practiced the halfback or five eight this year. Cool. With um, yeah, uh, they got Moylan and Hines with both of them, Hines and Moylan. Yeah, well, Trindle actually played some trial time. Flanagan didn't get that, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was interesting that um. I think last year there was a debate amongst Bulldogs fans. Who was the, the best halfback? Should we go Flanagan or should we go Avarillo or should we go Wakem? I feel like now, after everything we've been through, everyone's now on, well, let's say, 90%. Mm. So we do have a, a, a few minority fun. people blowing up about this selection for some reason. I know their reasons, but I'm just not getting into it. Um, I feel like 90% of the Bulldogs fans are now where we were last year, mm. saying Flanagan has to be in the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's where it's ended. I just now I think the debate is. Um, well, he needs to be given eight to twelve weeks minimum to show yeah. what he can do. He can't be come play against Penrith, uh, come play South Sydney, and that's it. So, but good good luck to Kyle. We want to see him succeed. Yeah, but I don't feel confident enough for Trent Barrett to give him time because I feel yeah. I I don't know. To me, it looks like a man panicking for his job. Yeah. Now getting inside with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of felt like when, uh, almost when John Jarlis took over the pay and he just chucked Lachlan Lewis back in when everyone was that type of feel where it was just like he was very popular mm. with the fans so they chucked uh, Lewis in. Um, I don't know, I just feel Barrett's panicking a little bit because um, he's, uh, this start to the year, the Bulldogs, looked like we could have been 3-0. and zero. We versus Melbourne, go down and we talk about how good our defence was. We've, mm. we've been very lucky this year to play in a lot of wet weather games already which you know usually brings down scoring opportunities I'll tell you by what, a fair market a fair why with the other team I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another change in the backs before kickoff. seems to be happening every other week um, the, the, the five that are named there um, surely Luke Thompson probably starts off the bench again yeah. is that last week yeah uh, that's, yeah it's crazy and then we got Wakeham who's lost his spot at halfback, but is now jersey fourteen, and Bill Diodo's pushed to cup. into into the replacement list mm. as well. And cup and halfback. Jackson Topine gets a gets named in the reserves first time, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, go. got named Played last. Played two weeks ago. Last last week, okay. cut straight away. But um, he's also named on the interchange bench for New South Cup this week. So <laughs> it's hard to see what team. See, mate. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I know we spoke about it, but I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. This is what the problem is when you have to name, what is it, 25 players or 24 players. Mm. Um, is this because of COVID? I, I thought I, it was originally meant to be 22. No, I think they've, maybe the, I think they might have added maybe one extra reserve for COVID and the other extra reserve is to replace the reserve that is now the 18th man. 
Okay. So there's an extra number there, but what is it? Where do we go? Uh, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, 25 players. I wish they didn't get 30. Yeah, I know. Like, what's the point of naming a team? The whole idea of having only the four reserves and only being able to pick those to come into your team late was so people, let's be honest, punters, knew who was playing and who wasn't or who could play and who mm. was You might as well just land the 30 players in random order and tell us now before kick-off who's playing where because that's how it's playing out across the entire LRL, not just the Bulldogs. Mm. Um, and you kind of got a feel when you had the four... Mm. which ones are close because so usually you pick an outside back yeah. a forward a half and then we'll just go back to picking 17 players and make any change you want an hour before kickoff. yes because that's basically what we've got almost there's only five players in the top 30 that can't play mm. so <laughs> and you'd be filthy if you're not picked in the top uh, what <laughs> number 26 over here 26 yeah <laughs> absolutely alright you've mentioned it earlier uh, at this point or Earlier, normally in an episode, we would go through our three two ones of Sorry last week's that. performance. We had a bit of discussion off air earlier today, and uh, we've actually come to the conclusion that if we both agree on a performance being rubbish, <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> try to find a, a nicer word. If we both agree that points do not deserve to be given out in our match, um, we will make that decision and not give points out. So that's what's happening. We have decided the 44-0 loss to Melbourne Storm. Um, no player deserves points um, towards Player of the Year on our podcast uh, episode. So we'll, that's a new rule. We've made it up today. We've brought it in today. And I think we'll keep that going forward. Um, but we both have to agree. So if one of us wants to give points out for any performance, um, the other one will have to as well. So... Um, that's the new rule, Scotty. I like that rule because I was scratching my head and I was looking at stats. I really hate looking at stats to decide because I'm usually a yeah. person who leaves an, a person the eye test. It. Yeah, it leaves the impact on what I can remember. And I, I think I was saying earlier, if I had to give three, I was going towards Matt Dufty because you almost set up a try assist if the winger, was, if Nathan was standing on his you almost, wing. You almost set a try assist. And I was like, wow, we're clutching at straws there. Almost had this. We're not picking people on almost had, and then we kept talking about Melbourne players, and we're like, we're, we're stuck on Melbourne players picking like five or six Melbourne players because we've got um, some of the points. Um, yeah. So then we were like, if we can't do that, no, <laughs> so, it was in place. I like it. So that's it. It's a new rule. It's been brought in now. If we both agree that no player deserves points, no players will get points. Um, I, I think it's a fair rule too when you think of like, if we if we were to win a game by. Uh, let's say free tries and somebody set up free try assist uh, that person might get free points from both of us mm-hmm. why would someone does someone who lost 44 nil uh, deserve to get the same amount of points as that player did in that mm. game corresponding mm. onto the leaderboard so yeah. I think I think it's actually a fair rule I think it's a fair rule too and I I like um, we've given points for every game this year so I mean, I know it's, you just said it's a new rule and it's the first time, but yep. we've given every... So our win this year against the Cowboys, I can't go, I'm not going through all the plays, but uh, the yep. win against... Oh, the loss, sorry, against Brisbane. I always said win because of the destruction. Uh, I'm still not upset about that. Um, yeah. And... Uh, well, look, we're not, it's not a rule we're going to... It's not a rule we're going to hide behind every other week. It's only in those occasions where the team is absolutely fresh and um, we can't really fight to many positive performances. And the sad thing is it could be um, a couple of weeks if the punters are right yeah. with the betting. 
it could be the next uh, two games or so, or yeah. f- two or three games before we start picking players again, which is. Uh, let's let's sad. let's hope not. Let's let's be positive. We are going to perform better against Penrith than we did against Melbourne. I am. I was going to say sure, but I am. I'm very much hoping so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very much hoping so. Okay, um, let's move on to the next part of the show. So this episode is going to be a bit quicker than most of our episodes uh, but we thought we'll just touch up on uh, the reserve grade results uh, from last weekend yeah I uh, will start with the Tasha Gale uh, Panthers got a 32-20 win over the Bulldogs um, without seeing the game just quickly just saying Panthers are a very strong side in every every oh, absolutely every, uh, every all grade. grade every all grade it used to be reserves were great um Top grade a couple of years ago, but 32-20, so well done to the girls for putting on a, a decent fight out in Penrith as well. Uh, those how, girls are really improving this year too. So Yeah, they are. Uh, compared fun. to some of our previous years, that team is starting to go in the right direction. Uh, Jersey Flake, Scotty, down in Victoria uh, as well. The Victoria Thunderbolts coming out with the win over the Bulldogs. 18 points to 14. Disappointing result for us because we are... Generally speaking, a really strong junior club as well. You made the point about Penrith. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Victoria, generally are the easy beats in, in this in this grade. So to lose 18-14 there, it just wasn't a great day for the Bulldogs. No, no, uh, Melbourne. On Sunday. And that was actually played across the road. Yeah, Gosh's Gosh Paddock. Yeah, yeah absolutely. which is, uh, you can get yourself into Amy Park if required from there. Fun fact, if yes. anyone cared. Uh, Harold Matz. Oh, so we're, Panthers got a, a, a big win, forty points to nil over the Bulldogs. That's a little bit disappointing, but like we said, Panthers are a great uh, junior base. So forty to nil. Forty to nil, and then the SG ball. Panthers got forty again, but this time the Bulldogs got sixteen points. Um, that's something, I guess. An interesting one: New South Cup. Uh, we versed the Mounties, so it was A versus B, I guess. Uh, and the Bulldogs got the win, twenty-eight points to eighteen. But don't. Uh, Mounties at one stage were winning 18-6 in that game before the Bulldogs had to have a, a comeback and then end up winning. It looked a little bit comfortable, the final score. So from all reports, it wasn't as comfortable as that. But uh, tip you had off to Mick Potter, Mounties coach. He's got him in every single game up to their eyeballs. And the, uh, they're our B-side. So that's pretty promising. Yeah, absolutely. Um or in our, we know our reserve grade to our Cup team, the Bulldogs are doing very well this year too. They're currently leading the ladder. Mm. So uh, you're not looking at a poor performance there. Uh, I, I imagine it'd be a bit weird for some of those players playing that game as well. Yeah, uh, we were talking about last week. Well, Jackson Toby played this week. Well, we're, we're trying to get him in the Mountie side if we can't get him in the NRL side just to play Cup. Um, however, our Cup boys are going at it against the Panthers at Combank Stadium this week, which is the top of the table clash first versus fourth um, however I mean in good news with Flanagan and Pigs uh, the actual man of the uh, New South Cup some people saying Flanagan hasn't performed I can confirm he has performed they describe his performance as man of the match against the Mounties and against Blacktown and he was up there definitely against the Raiders being at least the top two so I don't, if that's not performing um, yeah. I'm not too sure what is performing because the only person I think could have pipped him for a man of the match against Canberra who I wore out was maybe Wakeham um, yeah, Wakeham and Flanagan both both smashed it. Both smashed it. So yeah, so you, uh, if you told me Wakeham was a man of the match against the Raiders, I'd say yes. And if someone said Flanagan was a man of the match, I'd say yes. Yeah, both, good call. Both, um, 
bring uh, good arguments. Um, so if that's not performing, um, I don't know how you can perform in this. I'll tell you what, anyone that's saying Flanagan hasn't been hasn't been performing in this World Cup this year just hasn't been watching games. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's as as easy as you can. Uh, that's the easiest way to say it. Uh, just looking at our listens from around the globe, ten percent of our listeners, Scotty, come from the United States. Mm, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Now, if you're part of that ten percent, we'd love to hear from you. I'm just doing, I'm just throwing this out there. Scotty wasn't even aware that I'm going to do this, but if you're from the United States and listening to this, reach out. We want to talk to you about the Bulldogs and about rugby league and the NRL. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. I like that. Yeah. That's interesting. You threw me off. <laughs> Should I hit him with how they get to us? Well, hit us on Twitter at NRL Bulldogs fans. If you're on our Instagram, NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Uh, our Facebook, NRL Bulldogs fans podcast. And if you want to give us an email to reach out, nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com. That's how you reach us. So if you, we do want to, I would love to hear from you guys and where you're consuming the football and um, what made you flick in from, the, from <laughs> all the way the great nation of the United States. Fair call, fair call. The only thing we haven't done so far, Scotty, and we don't normally leave this to the end of the show, but uh, Bulldogs news, uh, I guess the biggest part of it was the Kyle Flanagan talk. Mm-hmm. We've touched base on that. Uh, apart from that, we do have a Bulldogs event coming up. Yes, it's against the Roosters, which is Saturday night, uh, 30th of April. Yep. Um, it's the Iftar dinner. Iftar dinner, which is for those who are a little bit... Um, not sure what that is, yeah. which was me about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I mean, I saw the word dinner and I thought I'd get myself invited. And so when Ramadan finishes, and that's where it, I think it must be scheduled to finish, um, they, what's, what's they, have the like a big, they have a big dinner. So it's, it clashes with the Bulldogs West Storm, mm-hmm. uh, Bulldogs West Roosters, sorry, um, which was the 30th of April, which would be held at a core stadium. Yeah, I believe that is the end of Ramadan. Yep. Yeah. Which is, yeah, we're a sunset. So, um, Bulldogs are doing this with 79,000 people in the Canterbury Bankstown area, which is 21%. Uh, yeah. Say that they're Muslim. So, they've very... Yeah, identify very, as... Yeah, that's the word Muslim. I'm looking for. Yeah. Identify as Muslim, which is a, um, a big chunk of the Canterbury Bankstown area. It's a big chunk of our home games. Yeah. Having those fans uh, come in and makes us like such a multicultural... Yeah, absolutely. Supporter base. Provide a great atmosphere, yeah. Yeah, um, so that's when it uh, finishes, and it's going to have uh, the great Hasmol Majri involved in it, and he's very excited, and his wife. Um, so they'll be starting from 4 o'clock. On 4 o'clock, you can have a great feed, and then head straight in and watch the Bulldogs vs. Roosters. I'll be interested to see how that uh, event pans out. Hopefully we get some good weather for it as well. And then what about that? What a way to finish Ramadan. I know it's a big event where you, a lot of food gets hit because I couldn't do what they do. Uh, yeah, um, they celebrate with a lot of uh, a big feed, um, which is a good, uh, always good to celebrate. Uh, yeah, good way to to come together. To come together. Um, but it'd be interesting to see that the football. Hopefully, they you know they can have a good time before the game starts and have an even better time uh, when the Bulldogs and Roosters wrap up. And the Bulldogs defeat the Roosters with Clark Flanagan <laughs> maybe starring, but it has more measure involved as well. Bulldogs legend um, who played a lot of games. Uh, yeah. And during Ramadan and not able to eat and all that uh, during the day, so it's it's awesome. I think it's a really good idea, and I think it's good to celebrate uh, other cultures, the, the other cultures in the, within the club who play a massive part 
in the Kennery Bankstown area and as well for the Bulldogs. Absolutely. Uh, so this one's cup. That's the first game on Sunday. Yes, so it'll be at Common Bank. Four, uh, about four pm. Four pm kickoff. Yep. Top of the table clash. Bulldogs versus Panthers. Yeah, I was going to say the Bulldogs definitely would be favourites, but I'd say the Panthers have got favourites now because the the man of the moment, Kyle Flanagan, unfortunately for New South Cup, uh, he's not playing in that game. He's been yeah. the man of the uh, tournament so far. Uh, yep. He's going to be playing a little bit later on in the main game. <laughs> so who is the halves in the Lutos Cup? Well, number seven's Bailey Biondiotto, um yeah. for this week. And it was an interesting point. A lot of people saying he's not dropped per se on performance. It's more that he's just to get the 80 minutes in his legs. That is a yeah. is a theory. Um, you've thrown me under the bus a little bit. I was yeah. to store <laughs> yeah. just a little bit longer. You haven't got the... Uh, we, have, we haven't got the table. And Zach Docker Clay. Zach Docker five, Clay. We'll be at 5-8. He's played a bit of games off the interchange bench. Well, we'll see if that stays the same. Um, I'm wondering if there'll be any late changes in the top grade team that might affect that team before kickoff, so hopefully we can get a, at least one win against the Panthers. I'm going for two. I want two. <laughs> I want two as well. Uh, okay, apart from that, you're all good for the episode, Scotty? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, but those guys from the United States, if you're still here, <laughs> seriously, get Pull in out. touch. We want, to, we want to hear the story of some United States Bulldogs fans, hopefully. Yes, that'd be awesome. All right, thanks guys. That's us for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next week, and hopefully... After a win.